Another line of thinking is to delay answering the question, saying that you don't have enough information to give an accurate number yet, as you are in the initial process of interviewing for this role and you want to collect more information before you can give an accurate number. I'm not a big fan of going this route, this is Chan with the Plan the Podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy actual steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. I'm your host, Max Chan. Now let's dive into the episode. You are always leaving money on the table when you accept the first job offer. According to a study done by Fidelity, 85% of Americans who negotiated their job offer were at least somewhat successful in negotiating, meaning that even though they didn't get exactly what they asked for, they got more than if they didn't ask and negotiate it at all. That's why it's so critical to always negotiate your job offer. Now, you may think that negotiating is scary because you may think that if you negotiate the wrong way, they could rescind the job offer. And yes, that may be true, but if you do it properly and professionally, the worst they can say is no. So I am going to walk you through from beginning to end on how to effectively negotiate your salary in your job offer to help you earn the best compensation possible. The first step before you do anything in your job search when it comes to applying for jobs is to do your research, which is finding the market value for the position that you're trying to apply for. So for example, if you are applying for a marketing manager position, your goal before you start applying for jobs is to find out what the market rate is for a marketing manager position. And there are three ways to do this. The most popular way is going online and looking up salaries on popular salary websites, Glassdoor, Payscale, and salary.com. Keep in mind that salary websites tend to be self-submitted, as in people who are working in those roles are submitting their salary. So take it with a grain of salt. The second way is to network and get informational interviews with people in the role that you'll be applying for. And you can do this by going on LinkedIn and searching up people that have that position. What you wanna do is you want to have an informational interview with these professionals and give them a number that you plan to be giving out to recruiters when they ask you about your salary expectations. They'll let you know if you're too high or too low. Ask enough people and you'll be able to collect enough data to figure out the right number for you. And the third way is to build relationships with recruiters. Recruiters always have a pulse in the job market, so they'll be able to tell you exactly what the market rate is for your position. Once you have collected enough data, now you have a range that you can work with and use when recruiters are asking about your salary. I usually suggest to my clients to have a range between 10K meaning that when a recruiter asks you about your salary expectations, you should have a range between $60,000 to $70,000, which is that 10K range that I was talking about. The reason why you want to give a range instead of an exact salary number is that it gives you room to negotiate. Because if you say that you want $60,000 and you get the job offer and they give you $60,000, there isn't any room to negotiate because they've already given you what you wanted. So that's why having a range is crucial. Because if, for example, if you give a range between 70 to 80K and they give you 70K, then you can try to negotiate for that 80K because they've already accepted that range and moved you through the interview process. Now, I have already alluded to this question already. Once you start job searching, applying for jobs and get phone screenings or preliminary screenings from recruiters, most of the time they'll ask you about your salary expectations. There's a lot of debate on how to answer this question. Some say to flip the question back to them and ask them what their budget is. Sometimes this works, sometimes they'll flip it back at you and try to get you to give a number. 
Another line of thinking is to delay answering the question, saying that you don't have enough information to give an accurate number yet, as you are in the initial process of interviewing for this role, and you want to collect more information before you can give an accurate number. I'm not a big fan of going this route, because let's say the recruiter accepts your answer and you move forward in the interview process, and then you end up getting the job, and you get an offer with a salary that's way below your expectations. That means you wasted all that time to interview for that job, and realize that it's not the right fit for you. So for me personally, I always recommend doing your research and providing a range with the lowest part of the range being the minimum amount that you will accept. And then on the higher end of the range, something that you would prefer. So at that point, when you give the range and the recruiter accepts it and you move forward in the interview process, you'll know you'll at least get that range. Now, this is how you actually provide your range to the recruiter. You can say a couple things. You can say based on your research, or you can say based on the experience and value that you can deliver to this role, I am looking at a range of X dollars. And this is the most crucial part. Once you give your range, you want to say, however, I am open to negotiation based on the additional perks and benefits as part of the complete compensation package. The reason why you say this is that even if you provide a higher range than they expected, they may still move you forward because you said you're open to negotiate and that salary is not the only thing you're considering. I actually had a client that gave a high range to the recruiter. However, since he said the open to negotiation part, the recruiter was honest with him saying that your range is a bit higher than what we intended. However, we do have some equity options for our high performers. So even though he was in the higher end of the range, they moved him forward because he was willing to negotiate. And the recruiter also provided a hint of what other benefits would be incorporated as part of his compensation package. So let's fast forward. Let's say you did everything right in the interview process and they have chosen you as their next hire. At this point, they will give you a job offer, usually via email. Once you get the job offer, do not accept right away because once you accept, you lose all power to negotiate. In addition, it also looks bad if you accept the offer and then you want to negotiate after. So what you want to do once you get the offer in your email, you want to reply saying that you greatly appreciate the offer and you look forward to working at X company doing ABC. Then what you want to say at the end is that you will review the offer and will follow up if you have any questions. This will give you some time to review the offer and figure out what you want to negotiate. Now, in regards to what number you want to negotiate, there are two ways to go about it. If you want to do it from a percentage perspective, I usually recommend 15 to 20% on the safe side. If you had initially given a range and they gave you the lower end of the range in the job offer, then you can try to negotiate for the higher end of the range. So those are the two ways to go about providing a counter number. So once you have the number in place, there's a debate whether you should book a meeting to go over the salary or to just email them your ask. Either way works. I work with clients that scheduled a phone call to go through the job offer. And I've had clients that emailed the recruiter asking for more money. Either way works. Now, how you negotiate professionally is that you want to first reiterate your interest in working for the company and how you're grateful for the job offer. And then you go for your ask, saying that you were really looking for X amount of salary. Then at the end, you could say, is there anything we can do here? You want to make it a collaboration. What most people do wrong is that they focus on the I saying, you gave me this, so I want that, or I really wanted this. A common mistake that most people make when it comes to negotiating is that they're too aggressive in trying to get what they want and not turning it into a collaboration where the recruiter and you are working together to get a better offer. So if you frame your mind in more of a collaboratory mindset, the negotiation process will go a lot smoother. Most of the time, the recruiter is not going to say yes on the spot they will most likely say that they will have to take it away and get back to you. 
do not follow up because if you follow up without them responding, it does show a bit of desperation and weakness, meaning that they might give you a lower bump that you were expecting or may just fly out say no that they can't increase your salary. Remember that you have the power because if you say no to the job offer, they have to go through the interview process all over again, interviewing new candidates and spending hours and weeks of their time that they don't have going through the process all over again. So it is in their best interest to give you the best offer possible. Now, if they give you the exact salary you wanted after negotiation, great. If not, there are other things that you can negotiate. You can negotiate things such as additional vacation days, change in job title, or money for professional development. So remember, the first offer is never the final offer. So always negotiate. And the one last thing I want to touch upon when it comes to negotiating your job offer, you will not get a bigger increase than any other point when you work for that company. Because once you are an internal employee, raises and promotions are based off a certain percentage of your current salary. So it is in your best interest to negotiate because the starting salary when you work for that company is going to affect the rest of your career at that company. If you found this video helpful, smash that like button, hit subscribe, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's three ways I can help you achieve your career goals for free. First, subscribe to this podcast as I post two episodes a week. Number two, leave a five-star review as this helps build the credibility of the show so we can gain access to more influential people to interview and bring those lessons to you to help elevate your career. And number three, connect with me on social media. There's a link in the show notes for you to click on that compiles all my active social media accounts, making it easy for you to find me and connect with me. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Thank you.